Let me tell you today about Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, or you can record it on another device or platform and transfer it to Anchor. It will distribute your podcast for you through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast right in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Back again, we got a special episode. Your host with the most, better than burnt toast, David Mendelson here. Here with the Goon Squad, Art Tornabeni and Eric Mendelson. What's going on, fellas? Quarantining my, my butt off right now. Found this new quarantine song that's stuck in my head uh, by Ben Rector. Check it out on his Instagram. It is awesome. Get stuck in your head, too. Well, now I'm going to have to look it up at some point. Yeah, yeah. At another time, we got we got important stuff now. But do we it do, after. we do. Um, and then Eric Mendelson, how's it going? It's going good. Uh, what a Scott Rogowski opening. I, I don't know good. what that means. Yeah, I was going to say that's such a random comparison from from HQ. <laughs> yeah, but that's such a, that's real random. Sorry, that's just what came to my mind. That's the most interesting thing you could have thought of. <laughs> I needed to say it. Fair enough. It's better than your other intros. Um, They get progressively better. (laughs) Well, as I said, we got a special episode. We have, we gathered nine of our good friends and fellow league mates to bring you a mock draft special. And in this mock draft special, we are going to be doing a live mock draft with a 12 team head to head points league format using ESPN rankings, all right? So a couple things right off the bat we're going to tell the listeners. Number one, 30 seconds per pick. So this draft is going to move. We will not acknowledge every single pick. We will make sure to highlight things as they go along, and we will um, be kind of explaining things as the process goes. Number two, these players, yes, I'm calling the other people in the draft players because of triple play fantasy. You get the pun. These are good gentlemen. We interviewed them ourselves. They qualified to be on the mock. So there will be no people taking Scott Casimir in the first round. People will be treating this seriously. Uh, We will be bringing on, again, uh, during the process, we're going to be bringing on six of our fellow drafters to discuss their draft and their current teams and strategies they use when drafting in this format. And then we'll do a quick wrap-up at the end, grading the best and worst drafts, the picks, and surprises that happened during the mock draft. Any questions from the the, the uh, gallery over there? I, I think I'm ready to go. I'm ready. All right. Before we draft, I got a little something for you. Hit it. Word up to the hardest gangsters in the business. I'm about to tell you about a serious subject. Fantasy, baseball, mock, draft. 
Mock draft, draft prep, magazines. We know how to draft in-house, please. Our women who support our clays. We love them for days and days. We pick men, but we ain't gay. It's fantasy baseball, and that's how we play. Waiver wire. We live there, picking up dudes in our underwear. My league is my family, top to bottom. Unless you pick my player, then that's a problem. Don't mess with us here at Triple Play unless you want me to serve you every day. Art, Eric, and David, too. When it comes to advice, we are the glue. Enjoy the draft. Listen to the goons. Make sure to follow and download on iTunes. Oh, man. Wow. I didn't realize Nasty oh. Nas was joining our draft. Let's oh, wow. draft. Blown away. Blown away. I don't know. I'm speechless. <laughs> All right. Draft is uh, draft kicking off. All right, so again, twelve team. This is a twelve team format. We have our good friend PJ with pick number one. Uh, you have the big four hitters, and then you obviously have Garrett Cole, um, first pitcher on the board. And PJ is a Yankees fan. Christian Yelich with the first pick. So interesting enough uh, that. And Garrett Cole off the board at two. I, I will be interested to talk to PJ about why he went the Yelich direction. Uh, I do like how our uh, our friend, he's being called Oral Hershiser on here. Is that's Greg, correct? That's Greg, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I, see, I'm a big, in points leagues, I love pitchers. I think you get pitchers when you can, and I, I think they can carry you to a championship. So I'm here at four with Trout. Cole and uh, Yelich off the board. In this particular instance, I'm going either the big four hitters or I'm going pitcher. So Acuna is still on the board. Acuna is still on the board, so I'm going to take Acuna here. Um, Do you guys echo the sentiment of uh, do you like to try to target pitcher early if you had a choice, or do you just try to go with who you think is the best player available? I'm best player available, and Mookie Betts got taken at five. There's a lot of talent here, but you already know where I'm going. My guy Nolan. Big Nolan Arenado fan at six. I think I think this year pitching is, is going to be a little bit dicey. You're not going to know who's going to be for sure. Your aces are going to definitely going to – they're still going to run with them. That's why I'm going Jacob DeGron right now uh, because I want to get an ace pitcher uh, to, to, to lead my staff. I like that. See, that's, that's kind of what I was saying before. If you have that ace pitcher at the top, the rest of the rotation can fill itself in. But you have that guy you know is not going to give you negative outings and is going to give you most of the time 20 to 30 points a start. So yeah. where is the highest you would have taken DeGrom then? I think seven or eight is the perfect range. Um, I mean, I, at eight, I, he's the consensus, but just curious to hear your guys' thoughts. I'd go DeGrom as high as five. Because, really? yeah, I'd go DeGrom. I might, I might go DeGrom over Cole, but I think I'm still putting Cole over DeGrom right now. But especially this year, I want to have a, an ace pitcher. And uh, I'm not sure if uh, if I'm picking at five, uh, I'm not sure if Cody Bellinger or, or even Ronald Acuna is more valuable than Jacob. I'm a big prove-it guy. I don't like drafting guys this high when they've only been really good for one year. Um, so with my first-round pick, I want to get guys that I know can do it. And as far as with DeGrom, I would probably take him five or six. The big I like. I like what Cam did on the wheel 
with Bregman and, and Devers, uh, you know, Bregman is a points league monster because he walks more than he strikes out. Uh, and, and Devers, he's, he's loading up on corner on a third baseman there. Yeah. And Devers and, with his high doubles output. Um, and Bregman can play shortstop. So he's yeah. got his, his left side of his infield down. Yeah. I'm interested to see who I have. There's not been any super surprises yet. We're halfway through the second round. Um, there's guys like Max Scherzer now, obviously guys that were staples um, first round picks in years past that are now slipping to the middle of the second round. And if you can get anything close to normal Max Scherzer, that's a bargain. Man, the people that I wanted in order of Scherzer, Bueller, Rendon got taken. All right. So this is a situation. What are you going to do? You know, I'm I'm a big Jose Ramirez bounce back guy, um, and I'll, I'll just have my third base and corner infield. The year I won a championship a few years ago, I went Arenado Bryant one two, so it's worked out for me in the past. Jose Ramirez is a big. Uh, is are you getting second half Jose Ramirez? Or are you getting first half Jose Ramirez? I think you're getting something in the middle, but the other people here I just didn't feel as strongly about. Trevor Story. Um, J.D. Martinez, Verlander. Uh, I just like the consistency with, I guess consistency isn't the right word, but um, his, his upside the best. It's back David, to me now. Where, where are you going now, David? I'm, so I, I need to take a picture. Um, I, again, I, I'm, I, I feel like that if you have an ace leading your staff, it's just such a luxury. And I, Verlander coming back with the season opens up fully healthy, hopefully, I think he's a steal at this pick, and um, I'm very happy with Acuna at, with five outfielders to get Acuna and then to also get Verlander. Um, I'm with you. Where you took him, um, fourth to last pick in the second round, you can't pass up on that. Now, um, now Art, with your pick on the way back, um, I'm looking who you took. You took – I can't remember. You took Walker Bueller from me. Yeah. So are you went you went the double ace route? I did. I I thought as I was coming back around, uh, the double ace route to me was really enticing. I feel like I can go away from pitching for a while now, and uh, and and really attack hitting, and I can and I can sort of let my pitching sit for a bit, and I feel like that's going to be a good way to build my team now. So if he goes double pitcher here, he had first pick and then back to back. And goes yeah. Flaherty and Bieber. So did Greg. Greg took Strasburg and Cole. So we have a lot of pitching going really early. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of those things in this format, pitching is so valuable. And it might be different this year um, with a uh, shorter season and how many innings they go. But mm-hmm. I, I think pitching is so important in points league that if you can get good ones early, it just separates you from a lot of other people. Greg, Otani, that's a high... A third-round pick for Shohei Otani. I think that's an interesting one. I think he could be a really valuable player with yeah, his uh, pitching. Every day. That's yeah. our first bombshell pick. So yeah, I noticed the third round is mostly hitting. Um, you can reach for Clayton Kershaw or a couple other hitters. I'm going to reach here, and I want another pitcher. I'm going to go Mike Clevenger. Uh, I knew you were going there after uh, missing out on him on our real draft. Yeah, I wasn't happy I didn't get him in our draft on Sunday. I think – Clevenger is is when he's healthy, he's a dog. Uh, I, you know, sixth or seventh best pitcher in the game. Um, I think he's a great number two to have on your team. And uh, I'm not impressed with the hitting as much in this area. 
Um, there's a lot of Austin Meadows, Fernando Tatis, Gambles here, Glaber Torres. So I, I'm okay with letting other people do those guys. And I go another Rockies player, Charlie Blackman. The ball's going to heat up in Colorado if they play in the summer. So kind of going all in with that offense. Ah. Already, already stressing the picks. Uh, went with Altuve there. I think uh, second base is, uh, is is not a deep position. Going Altuve in the third round, I, I think is no. That, right that's about. that's for me. It was between Blackman and Altuve, so I think great value you're getting. Again, I mean, I think Art. That's a good point. Is with second base being as thin as it is, that you don't have to worry about that for a while, and you can fill in some other positions of need and while everybody's yeah. scrambling to get one. And you already have your pitching set, so you're getting a good hitter if healthy. So let's see, run down the third round. We have Bieber, Otani, Starling Marte, Clev Dog, Xander Bogarts, Charlie Blackman, Kershaw, Altuve, Torres Alonso, and Baez so far. And then yeah. this is the last pick of the third round. Let's see, yeah, Cam on the wheel. Some good players available. Patrick Corbin, I think that's, again, trying to get that pitching shirt up, going to go yeah. down to get him. And if I were him, I would go get a position player with this pick because I don't think there's a pitcher worth taking on the 3-4 turn here. Um, and he goes George Springer. I think that's an outfield, again, with five outers, I think that's a great pick. I like that 3-4 turn on his end. Um Interesting to watch guys here again, the Fernando Tatises, Austin Meadows, Blake Snell, uh, it's Chad, good pick if he plays, if he, course, plays. If he, gets, if he gets his money. <laughs> I got to get my money. I just got to get mine, you know. <laughs> Tyler, uh, Charlie Morton is a staple of Tyler Talkman's teams. He always gets Charlie Morton. I think it's every year we've drafted with him. Oh, man, I, I am looking here. You know what's crazy? I'm looking here. One of my. We'll see where Loft where 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 Loftus goes, Paddock. You know my favorite guy here. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go Anthony Rizzo. Get my guy. Oh, points okay. league especially very good for points leagues. Yeah. Good on base percentage doesn't strike out a lot. We'll take walks. So again, I think it's important to know which hitters are more valuable in different formats. Rizzo is a good points league, not great for Roto. Man, that's uh. I wanted Machado and Rizzo. Those are two people who I thought. Last two picks off the board. Eric's up now. Um, still got some hitters on the board. Pitching got thin very quickly. Um, you know, I'm going to do opposite of what I did in my real draft and go into Albies uh, rather than waiting till last round to take a second baseman. Um, you know, I, I like my hitting options. Yeah, he's going to be hitting in a good Atlanta offense and um, – you know, pitching is, is going to fall and, you know, pounce on it then. I, I'm not loving the players available here. Um, this pick is hard. There's a lot of prove-it hitters. Um, so I might go down a little bit here. I'm, I'm going to get another outfit. I'm going to get Marcelo Ozuna. Um, not a huge fan of this pick. Big, um, Mar big Marcelo Ozuna guy this year. I, I think with Atlanta, I think Atlanta just ignites hitters' careers as shown by Josh Donaldson, um, as shown by uh, plenty of, of other players in the past that have gone to Atlanta. I think it's just a good hitting environment. 
and I think he returns uh, 30 and 100 type value. Um, and again, Austin Meadows, Fernando Tatis, Jordan Alvarez, Joey Gallo, these are these guys to me are dangerous for points leagues. Um, so I'll let someone else go and take those guys. Yeah, we are on pick 51, and they're rated in the high 30s. So Jordan um, Alvarez, yeah. Just went. So we had Marcelo Zuna, Cattell Marte, Marcus Simeon, Chris Bryant, and then round five, Josh Bell, DJ LeMahieu, great versatility pick, and then Jordan Alvarez. So now it's back to me. I'm going to probably go here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get my third pitcher, Zach Granke. Um, I think he's a little bit undervalued in ESPN rankings. And as my number three starter, I will gladly take that. Uh, who um, didn't turn off their sound? I think that's Eric. That's me. Of course. <laughs> wouldn't, be a, wouldn't be an Eric thing. Otherwise, if something didn't happen wrong. Oh, sorry. I'm going to take my first pitcher here. Take Aaron Nola. Uh, I think he's going to have a, a decent floor. Um, yeah. you know, I'm not a fan of the hitters here. Austin Meadows, Joey Gallo, Eloy Jimenez, uh, Aaron Judge. This is a risky area. There's a lot of prove-it-to-me players. And, again, it depends on your comfort level of how high of a pick you want to invest in these guys. Um. Then there's also guys like Eddie Rosario who've been consistent that are still there. Art, what were you gonna say? No, I, it's my pick now. I, I think I'm 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 between two guys. I think I'm gonna go with Aloy just because I think he's he could take the next step. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Eloy Jimenez because I think he's gonna take the next step and play like he finished last season. So after my Granky pick, we've had Fernando Tatis Jr., Aaron Nola, Paul Goldschmidt. Um, I think I, he's one of those players I'm not touching. Um, Eloy Jimenez and now Lucas Giolito, high upside, but also very high risk from his breakout from last year. Do you guys, how do you feel about Lucas Giolito? I love him. It's, this is a little bit too high for me. Uh, I'm looking at who took that and maybe they're pitching. That was, Loft, that was Loftus. Um, he's taking a lot of pitches. I think that's his third pitcher. As his third pitcher, it's not bad. Um, there's some hitting I like here that I don't want to give away, but um, I, let me see the pitchers there. Chad goes Aaron Judge with the 11th pick of the fifth round. Is that is that a good spot for him? Do you guys feel like the risk-reward is worth it in round five, basically round six? Yeah, I mean, he has a punctured lung right now from what I heard. I know a few episodes ago I was like, I'd take him high, but I, I don't. I don't like his injury that it's not fully recovered from last season. I think it's a little bit risky, although he is a high, high upside guy. The last few picks, Austin Meadows, Aaron Judge, Jose Abreu to finish out round five. First pick of round six, very high upside pick. Could be seen as a steal or could be seen as an overdraft. Tyler Glass now with the first pick of round six. And then Matt Olson, second pick of round six. Uh, Art, how do you feel about Tyler Glass now? I think in the short season, Glass now has more has more value. He's he's his injury concerns are are less in the short season, though you never you don't know how Tampa Bay is going to use it. They get really creative with their use of players. Um, you know, 
I'm up now, and no one has taken a reliever. I think I think Josh Hader is too good of a value at this point. I'm going to take Josh Hader right now. I was going to go hitting straight, but I like Hader there. I like the pick. Uh, we've had Blast now, Matt Olson, Eddie Rosario, Trevor Bauer. Josh Hader is the first reliever off the board. Then Tim Anderson with the sixth pick. And then Eric loves Jose Barrios. Uh, thinks it's a big breakout year for him to go potential top 10. And yeah. then Keston Hira. So while I make my pick, Eric, defend your Jose uh, Barrios pick. Yeah, well, he usually starts out the season very well. And then I think after the all-star break, they said his ERA kind of gets up to the fours, that he gets a little fatigued. So I think in a shortened season, uh, he strikes out a lot of a lot of batters, uh, gets to face the Royals and Tigers a lot. Um, good pick with Castellanos. It was between those two for me. Yeah, I'm a, I like Castellanos, especially in a points league. If I hadn't taken my third pitcher, I might have taken you Darvish. I'm a big you Darvish guy this year. I think his second half breakout wasn't fluke. Um, and he got taken the pick after me. And then Woodruff, six, uh, the 11th pick of round six. Woodruff is a PJ's going to be coming on here. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, uh, actually, you just gave me to it. PJ, PJ, feel free to hop on my man. We welcome in drafting number one in this draft. PJ, who is an avid Yankees fan, a white claw extraordinaire, uh, loves everything baseball. How's it going, PJ? What's going on guys. Thanks for having me on. Of course. So, I noticed you started out first, and we're going to uh, just talk with you, and we'll get to the draft recap later, a little bit later on. But you went Christian Yelich with your first pick. Can you tell us why you took Yelich over anybody else? Yeah, so so here's what I've been thinking. Um, you know, obviously you got Mike Trout and you got Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, that were projected ahead of him. Uh, you know, I was honestly deciding between Trout and Yelich. Not that I don't like Acuna. Uh, but Acuna being at the top of the lineup and being a very free swinger, um, you know, his on-base percentage is almost a tenth lower uh, than Mike Trout. Uh, I just feel that Christian Yelich has been very consistent. Uh, he's really confident, and it looks like he loves being in Milwaukee. Um, and I honestly just think that uh, with Trout having a baby on the way, uh, I did read an article that says he's looking forward to playing but looking to potentially take off. Uh, for his, uh, well, now unborn child right now, but soon to be born child. Um, I don't know. I just felt safer uh, with having a more disciplined hitter at the plate in in Yelich and a little less free swinging. Didn't you have Yelich last year as well? I did. And honestly, I would have went on a roaring playoff run if it wasn't for the fracture of the kneecap. I'll tell you that. (laughs) <laughs> so I, PJ, I noticed you also went three pitchers, uh, and you got Flaherty and Bieber uh, with your next two picks. Were you targeting pitching specifically at that point, or were you just happy those guys fell to you and couldn't pass them up? You know what? Uh, I, I think personally that pitching is going to be, uh, you know, obviously important in points leagues, but at the same time, um, I think it's also, you know, could potentially be a hurt. Uh, for me, I just feel that guys at the top of the rotation, uh, you know, considering that there is an 82 game season, potentially, uh, this could mean that some 
this could mean that some managers might go to a four man rotation to make sure that, you know, their guys are getting more starts. Um, you know, it's just if you got guys at the top of the rotation that can really be the dogs and really give you that uh, give you that groundwork and give you those innings. Um, I mean, you know, they're really getting their starts cut in half, um, which is, you know, kind of an, you know, kind of un, really unprecedented with all the times that are going on. But um, I felt like going pitcher heavy a little bit early. Um, you know, there's a lot of position players. It's still very, very deep. Um, but I just felt like guys at the top of the rotation. I mean, if you need points and you need them quickly, uh, you know, definitely going for guys like Bieber. And uh, I forgot who my other pick was. But Flaherty Ray and Flaherty were your three. And, and you know what's interesting is when you take pitchers early, like with the second, third, you kind of create that panic a little bit. If it hasn't already been taken of like, oh, my gosh, pitchers are starting to go like, I need to reach to make sure that I have one with an ace upside or with top 10 upside. Oh, of course. Uh, so, PJ, was it hard to take Yelich over Garrett Cole? We, we've documented you're an avid Yankees fan. Um, in the Garrett Cole instance, is it was a hard passing him number one? And then also, do you feel like if you're not getting a Yankee at some point, you'll overdraft the Yankee? Does the homer like the the homership play a role <laughs> in how you draft it all, or is it strictly I'm okay getting zero Yankees? I'm not going to overdraft if they fall to me. They fall to me. You know what? If they fall to me, they fall to me. Um, you know, it's it's kind of hard because the Yankees were so injury played last year. Um, that it's kind of tough to rely on some of them. I mean, you know, I was trying to get guys like LeMahieu or Torres, um, but, I mean, there was just some more consistent hitters that were on the board, and not in terms of consistency of play, uh, but in terms of, you know, I, I know with Aaron Boone, he likes to rotate guys in and out and everything like that. And, you know, with having and Duhar, that's – and. Gio Urshela that's going to take away a lot of the third base opportunities for LeMahieu. I know he'll be starting at second base, um, but, you know, they're they're going to kind of have to makeshift all around. Um, so, you know, obviously it's great for versatility. Um, but, you know, in terms of just the grand scheme of things, I just felt personally that, uh, you know, Yankees-wise, if they fall to me, they fall to me. But, you know, sometimes you just got to go for the better players on the board at the time. And just to update everyone, David took our boy, Jeff McNeil. Uh, uh, weekly shout-out, Jeff McNeil. Uh, you he was it. on my queue. We made I, it. Or you made it. Whether it's mock or it's a real draft, I'm taking Jeff McNeil. That's commitment. DJ, you got back-to-back -back now. Why don't you call out who you draft when you do it? Uh, sure. Um, let's see what we got here. I mean, I know, I know outfield usually is – it was kind of going pretty quickly, um, but since I got back-to-back -back picks, I'm going to need a shortstop, and I feel pretty confident in uh, Corey Seager, so I'm going to be taking him. Good pick. Um, I, you know, I just think that he's going to have a bounce back here, especially you know, being played with injuries. Um, and honestly, I think I'm probably going to go outfield for a little bit more outfield depth here. And uh, hmm, this is this is kind of a tough pick. Uh, but personally, I'm a big fan. I don't know why. I really like Joey Gallo. He's always been good for me. And honestly, with uh, you know him being in the middle of that Texas Rangers lineup, um, you know he's always been. Uh, he was productive for me last year before he got hurt. And you know a guy that had a pretty lengthy time to get healthy. Uh, and you know I'm pretty confident with the excitement of the new ballpark for the Rangers. I think that uh, you know if he maintains his 
250, 260 average as opposed to his usual 210, um, he's going to be a valuable pick. I like that. Um, TJ, before we get you out of here, I just wanted to touch on, I think you've done a really nice job balancing out your picks. You have your first, second, third, and shortstop all filled in, two outfielders and three pitchers. So I think you've been doing a really nice job with balancing your, on your team, and I like your team so far. Um, Thank you very much. Um, but we really appreciate, uh, obviously, PJ's going to keep drafting, but we appreciate you kind of giving your insight on how you attack drafts and, and uh, your fantasy advice for everybody. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks, and uh, PJ will be back in the draft room. We'll probably bring up some other stuff of his draft later I'm on. I'm going to stun everyone. David, you called it earlier. I'm going to draft John Carlos Stanton. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> you know what? All right. Well, I'll end on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to talk, I'm not going to go through every draft pick that's happened, but there's been a lot of movement off the board. It's been a lot of outfielders uh, in the last round. Um, there were some sort of Zach Gallen again in our mock and our real life. John Kennedy, the president, sniped me and took Zach Gallen way earlier than I thought he was going to go. Um, disappointed in that. We had a couple catchers go off the board, um, some more pitching, a couple relievers. Guys, is there a pick that you saw so far that stood out to you? Uh, Jonathan VR. Uh, I, I, in a points league, I'm not as high on him, but that's the only one I see at the top. Good pick, Tyler taking Soroka here. I, I, like Mike, I like Michael Brantley. Uh, Michael Brantley is a great points league player, and he went a few picks before me. I couldn't grab him. Speaking of Tyler, Eric, that was a nice plug. Um, Tyler is going to come on now and join us. Uh, District Meow's baseball club. Tyler is an avid Maryland sports fan, loves his beer, loves his crabs. He's a, he's a, a Marylander at heart. Uh, avid fantasy baseball, fantasy football player, and big cat fan. How you doing, Tyler? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm actually on the board right now. I'm about to make a pick. So your first pick of round 10, I'm looking at your team right now. You've got a first baseman in Pete Alonzo, got Lindor and Trey Turner, and then you've got Austin Meadows and Eddie Rosario. You've been really working on your pitching staff. You just took your fifth pitcher in Lance Lynn. And you have a rotation of Morton, Ozuna, Wheeler, Soroka, and Lynn. So why do you feel it was important to work on your pitching so much this early? You know, I didn't plan on it to end up this way. It just happened that some of the pitchers that I had on my board that I really liked kind of fell um, to where my draft position was. So my strategy going into the draft was more to fill some other positions like the corner infield positions and outfield um, but just the way the the flow of the draft worked out, it just, you know, I really had to attack some of those pitchers I liked. And how, when you're in this point in the draft, so we're we're kind of approaching the middle rounds now. What what are you looking at now? Are you looking to uh, fill outfield? Are you looking to uh, to work on your infield? Are you going best player available? Where is your kind of your head out once we get into these middle round picks here? So with four pretty reliable starting pitchers that I like and a relief pitcher, I really have to start focusing more on my infield and outfield. So I'm probably going to be looking at a third baseman because I don't think there's a lot of really good third baseman left. So I want to make sure I fill that position. And then I want to start working on my outfield. 
Hey, Tyler, let me ask you. So your first two picks were Lindor and Trey Turner. Um, are you a believer in stacking up at a, at a position? I know Art has referenced it in this in the past. And then if somebody gets an injury, being able to make a trade and add a need on their end. You know, I didn't intend to pick two shortstops that early. I feel like shortstop and second base are positions that, you know, have a lot of a depth there. So it just happened. You know, I like Turner at that 10 spot. I think he brings a lot of value. Maybe it's a little bit of a homer pick, but with him potentially hitting two or three in the lineup, I think his RBIs are up. I think he's going to be healthy this year. I think he's had some freak accidents in the last few years. So I expect big things from Turner. He's 26, so he's kind of entering his prime now. And Lindor at 15, I just couldn't pass it up. I agree. That's I was thinking that earlier uh, when David said that there hasn't been anything too crazy. And just seeing Lindor fall, it's not like anyone um, you know, really shot up, but uh, I do think that was a great value. Tyler, you've been doing fantasy baseball for a few years now after having not done it. And every single year, your team's been improving and uh, you've been getting better and better. Uh, what would be the biggest lesson for someone that would be just getting into fantasy baseball? Um, what would be the biggest lesson you would give them as far as learning how to understand how it works and how to be the most successful they can be? You know, with, with baseball, it's just compared to any other fantasy sport that I've played, there's so much more strategy and time that needs to be invested into it. Um, I think with ba with fantasy baseball, you you can take more risks, you know, taking players um, who maybe have had injuries in the past. I, I just think it's a different animal, and you just got to study and be a student of the game. And, you know, I, I feel like I've progressed each year. Um, it, it You know, like all things, it takes time. But if you keep to it and you keep up with your research and you follow the game, which is, you know, the best game, in the world, then good things are going to happen for you. I agree um, with you. You can't be a passive fantasy baseball owner and expect to be competitive. Tyler, is, Tyler, are there any players that you've been looking at this year that you are refusing to draft or players that you specifically are like, if I have a shot at them, I want to make sure I grab them no matter what, like guys that you think are really either going to break out or have a great year or guys that you think, either will regress or just be complete busts. You know, I'm on the board now and in our previous drafts, I, I don't know if you can see that name that's uh, from Kansas city. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Alberto Mondesi. So I think I'm going to pass on him here just because I don't need a shortstop, but um, you know, he's somebody who I think could uh, potentially be a decent player. I think, you know, the steals maybe in a head-to-head -head league aren't going to be as valuable, but I think he's someone who's a little bit overlooked. Um, I just went with Sano here. I needed to fill in my my third base. I think it's starting to get slim at that position, um, and I think he could do big things this year. He's real boomer bust. He could lead the AL and lead – I don't know, AL and NL, what does it even mean now? He could lead the league in home runs, obviously. Sano's got that light tower power. It's a good pick, especially 11th, 12th round. I feel like you're getting good value. Yeah. And he's going to have position versatility. I'm sorry to cut you off, Tyler. He's going to, they're moving him being a twins fan. They're moving him to first base because Josh Donaldson's taking third. So he's going to have first and third base eligibility for you. I Yeah. And with him playing multiple positions and, 
being a guy who can hit a lot of home runs, I think in a, in a shortened season, that could have a lot of value, um, you know, especially in the summer months where the ball is going to be traveling. So, you know, I think it's okay in these middle rounds to take some of those somewhat maybe risky players. Um, but, you know, I liked him in that position. Nice. And then this is your last pick. So where are you going to go with this last pick? You know, I have, I think I have to go best available here. You know, I've been high on Buxton. Um, I think he has potential, but I think there is also some risk there as well. I'm going to go with Oscar Mercado um, because I feel like there's a lot of potential there and he showed glimpses of being a future all-star in the league. Awesome. Well, Tyler, thanks for your fantasy advice and your insight and um, help for the listeners out there that are, you know, especially ones that are just getting into fantasy baseball. You've been, uh, you're someone again, that's kind of risen up the ranks um, each year. So I think your advice definitely is going to help, especially those ones that are just getting in. So we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I have um, a little bit until my next pick. So I'm going to go feed my cat now. Sticking with the district meow's name. Awesome, man. Um, So Tyler's going to keep drafting. We'll probably touch on some of his picks as we keep going on here, but we're going to get ready to welcome our next draft E. I'm hoping, and I knew that Jorge Polanco was not going to get back to me. God dang it. I I have, I, I miss out on shortstops every year. I was like, I'm not letting it drag out to wait and see if there's any uh, shortstops in the 200s that are worth taking. I just decided to go and get them. And then Max Reed. Uh, I just drafting with you guys, I, I know better. I, I got to go a round or two earlier. This Max is, Reed is my guy. This is just upsetting. My middle infield is seriously lacking, and Polanco was going to be the plug. Talk to Tyler about shortstops. Yeah. Oh, Matthew Boy was a great pick, too. Some more pitching coming off the board. I'm looking, I need, I need um, some middle infield help and I don't have my first baseman yet. I have four of my five outfielders, um, but this is a tough pick. Um, I, I'm going to go just with the top shortstop on the board. I'm going to go Elvis Andrews here. He's going to give me some. Good pick. He's durable. You're getting good value in round 12 with it. Agreed. And then I can solve some of my middle infield in that sense. Um, I think I have a pretty balanced team so far, even with those picks taken from me. Um, But we are getting ready to welcome, as we move into round 13, we are going to welcome in my arch rival, my nemesis, my uh, fellow prospectee, knows his prospects. The guy that uh, I think bothers me when he drafts more than anybody else, John John Kennedy, otherwise known as Mr. President. John Kennedy, how are you doing? I am good. I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I, I can't say I'm actually happy talking to you right now because you always <laughs> take my players and we have, I feel like you know prospects as well as I do and it's very frustrating drafting with you. You guys yeah. are the Arian Newman of fantasy baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say so, that's accurate. Yeah. So you're about to be on the board here. Round 13. I'm going to pull up your team. So goes through, go through uh, your pick right here, and then we'll go through your team. Uh, so pitcher-wise, um, kind of like the original draft we had, um, I'm really looking to the later rounds. I think there's a lot of value down there. And I've just been loading up on uh, hitting this year. So um, what I'm looking at right here is a lot of outfielders. I need uh, probably a second baseman slash shortstop, so I'm going to go Ahmed Rosario here. Solid pick. Um, yeah. So 
Um, looking at your team, you've got Cattell Marte, Matt Chapman, Trevor Story, Amida Rosario, Mike Trout, Starling Marte. Let me make my pick here, before, and then I'll read the rest of your team. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Justin Upton. Okay. Um, so start back again. Cattell Marte, Matt Chapman, Trevor Story, Ahmed Rosario, Mike Trout. Starling Marte, Tommy Pham, Ramon Laureano, Max Kelper. So your outfield's all complete. you got a good utility player in Jordan Alvarez. And then you, Darvish, Zach Gallen. I can't give you Zach Gallen again. And David <laughs> Price. So I know you touched on it, but just expand a little bit. So you were on board with taking hitters early and just getting a lot of your pitching later on. Yeah, I mean, traditionally, I, of course, you know, pitchers are extremely valuable in points leagues just because they put up so much. Um, but I think I've learned uh, over the past couple of years that uh, pitching you can get at a value not only in the draft, but during the season. Um, there's going to be guys that float up and can give you 20, 30 a week. And it just happens to, to break that way. You just have to get lucky. But um, I figured I'd go hitter heavy this this year. Now, was there guys that before this draft that you were like, I have to draft them three or four rounds early just to make sure I get them? That and they're be, guys that you were staying I, away from? Yep, got it right here. Zach Allen, obviously David knows. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him last year. Um, he's got four super legit pitches. And he was so young, he really went under the radar with the Marlins until he got traded. So, I mean, I think he's a great pick this year, but you really have to be careful because if you've got David looking at it, it's not going to be good. Really yeah, and, and you know what you know one thing i like too i'm looking at your hitters and a lot of them play in good offenses i think the angels can be a good offense i like the a's offense the yeah. rockies offense um the astros so you're getting people that are probably going to be in higher scoring games and you know, maybe they get three runs or you know they have a two homer game and people are on base so i like that strategy of, of good hitters on good teams I do too. Yeah. Um, and I know some of this is uh, recency bias, like with like Max Kepler and Laureano, but I mean, I'm going to take their, their breakouts as being legit. And of course, you know, Jordan is, is the man I had him last year as well. Um, and also I would look at the Padres lineup. It's not too bad, honestly. I know the part is with big. That. Um, when Max Kepler gets busted for steroids, that was my pick <laughs> who I think will just uh, expect. And I told you so. Right, right, right. You know, I respect that though. What Prez isn't mentioning is he was such a Jordan Alvarez reliever. He actually stashed him for three weeks before he got called up. So that's, com that's commitment right there. Completely worth it, baby. That was it. It was awesome. Um, I, I know it's it's interesting. So Art and Eric are obviously the two you guys hear most weeks. Uh, John Kennedy Prez is usually arguably one of the favorites in our league each year. And um, he's he's very knowledgeable on uh, the whole fantasy baseball industry. Um, Prez, have you been listening to the, our podcast at all? Uh, no, I have not had the chance to quite yet. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry boys. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. But shame. Uh, hey, I'll, shame. Prob I'll probably listen to this one back. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, if we're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Got to put you on the pod to get you to listen. <laughs> So, Prez, not to, to uh, steal your pick, because I already have who I'm taking in this round in mind. Sure. As uh, we're heading into round 14, 15, 
who are you looking at as great value around this time in the draft? Um, about here, I'm really actually not liking a lot of what I'm seeing around here. Um, I'm pretty much uh, out on relievers. I don't really care about taking them in the draft. Um, just anywhere, really. So kind of what I'm looking at here, I think, is going to have to be... This is kind of a tough pick, honestly. Yeah, and at this point now, it's a mix of veterans that are aging and young players that, you know, might be good. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think that the another thing that you have to watch with ESPN is that their rankings are all are all fakakata. Uh, that you, was very true. You got. You got a lot of guys that are overranked, a lot of guys that are underranked. So you're, if you haven't put your own rankings together, you haven't ordered it correctly. You're scrolling just to try and find guys that you like. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's that's totally right. Um, I'm in that position right now, but I'm actually, I said about relievers, but here we go. Just Brandon gonna, Workman. Yep, well, it's funny you say that because I'm I'm of the believer, and and I know you feel this way too. That catcher is extremely overrated. Yep, don't and, do it. And, and you don't even you we you have to draft a catcher, but you dropped your <laughs> right away. Yes, Miguel um, Montero, uh, Mr. Irrelevant in our draft, of course. Somebody yeah, take so, a screenshot of it so that way we'll have proof that Perez picked a catcher. Um, <laughs> so I took Wilson Contreras, and that's just more because I don't like who's around here, and I I'll just take him because he's a top catcher. But I'm usually on the same boat with that. And I feel the same way about you do with relievers because there's so much turnover every single year. You can pick up three guys that get the closing job just through the waiver wire. Yes, definitely. Um, so now coming back around as we make our last picks here, um, there's some guys I'm interested. Are you one guy oh. that sticks out to me here is Herman Marquez. Is he someone with his high strikeout upside? Is he someone that you would target pitching wise here, or is uh, it's, no, it's, no, no? I I have always sworn off of Rockies pitchers. I don't even bother. Um, I just will not mess with cores. I'm not doing it. Okay. But for hitters, different story, which is why I will grab Ryan McMahon here. Ryan McMahon, that's a that's a good pick. I I, I talked the man up, uh, so I will at round 15 of this draft take Herman Marquez is my fourth starter. Um, well, Prez, we appreciate you coming on and then uh, giving us your insight on your picks. Um, and again, uh, I think hopefully maybe you'll start listening to some pods now that you're getting some airtime. So <laughs> do we have uh, to tag you yeah. on Facebook? Do we have to tag yeah, you yeah, yeah. You know, whatever you need to, to reel me in here, just go ahead and give it a shot. Awesome. Well, no, I appreciate you guys doing this. It's fun. It's, it's yeah, Prez is, a, again, a very good ba- fantasy baseball mind, one of the best that I play with. And um, I always like hearing what he has to say for the listeners. Uh, so, again, Prez, appreciate you coming on and doing this draft with us. And we'll see you in the draft room as we keep drafting. Yep. Yep. All right. See ya. All right. So we're finishing up round 15 here. And we're going to get ready to welcome on our next guest. We're Pickens are getting real slim here. But Kyle um, Tucker's still there. Nobody believes in Kyle Tucker. And we're getting ready to welcome our next guest, who uh, I'm going to have our intro on, our friend and league mate, Cam. Yeah, Cam, it's his birthday. Cam, why don't you come on and uh, tell us uh, happy birthday, everyone who's listening. 
If you're hearing this right now, you're too late to wish him happy birthday. Cam, happy birthday. How's your, how's the draft going for you? Uh, it's going uh, it's 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 going pretty good. Uh, considering I started in the 12th spot, um, you know I I need to you know get a first or third baseman here um, next. Um, yeah, so you're you're on the wheel. So what is it, you're at the end of this round, or you just picked? Looks like they just skipped me. So it was too too fast. I was talking to you guys. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. So I, I really liked what I did on the turn in the first in the first round, second round. Um, you know, I needed two really solid batters. Um, you know that really fit these categories. Um, I'm usually don't. These are new categories for me. But I know that Devers and Bregman are, are solid in those areas. Um, so I thought I hit it well on that. Um, I was swiped a couple times. Um, Did I swipe you at all? Someone swiped Victor Robles from me. Oh, okay. I think he's going to have a breakout year. Um, I like. Uh, I really like my pick of um, uh Lamette and Rodriguez, I've got good value with those guys later on. I thought they would go earlier. Um, I'm, I made a bet on Glasnow. Um, you guys mentioned that, you know, it's uh, it's a shortened season. I, I love his talent. Um, if he stays healthy, he could be a dominant starter. Um, yeah, I, I noticed you went – your outfield is, is full, uh, unfortunately – uh, one of them got auto picked at least, but you went with Luis Robert. I, I, you know, he's a big prospect. I, who I, I like what he's going to do. I'm not sure if this year is going to be his year. What do you think about Luis Robert? I'd... Yeah, I, I mean, obviously his incredible talent. I, I, I wanted to take a couple young players. Um, I think you know, hopefully they're getting extra time in practice, albeit probably um, social distance practice, but. Uh, I, I think if there are two guys, and I and I took, and you saw, I took Lux as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted a couple of guys that are very young and have the chance to unload. Um, and if there are two players that have that ability, it's Lux and and Robert. Um, you know, I I I'm not happy. I, I'm not a big Malik Smith fan, but I needed steals. I needed serious steals. So that was kind of my sacrificial pick to get that but um hey cam this is eric um so i i saw that you have bregman correa and springer was that by design or do you think the astros are really going to bounce back this year yeah so as a as a new england patriots fan i well remember 2007 after they were accused of stealing you know of taping you know, games and practices. And I remember what that Patriots team did to the league. I think the Astros are, are going to unload um, when they start playing because, you know, they have a lot of <laughs> a lot of anger right now. And I, I think they're going to surprise people. Um, you know, I love the Astros this year. All of them. So, and I, and I think Correa is healthy. And, and I, you know, I, I made that pick. Actually, that was kind of a mistake. I, I, for, I forgot I had filled my shortstop. So I, but I love his talent, and I was taking who I thought was the best hitter available at that point. 
Cam, you're currently set on auto pick, so you just make sure that when it comes back to you, it doesn't auto pick for you. I think you can just click that you're there. Oh, okay. that's what happened. Well, at least I got Tucker because I actually that's who I was gonna pick. So. Oh, perfect. So yeah. I want to touch on your team for a second as well. So Jose Abreu, I think, is a, is a very steady presence. You also have upside player like Gavin Lux, like Luis Robert. Um, when you go early on in your draft, how do you like to attack your draft early on? Um, well, I think you need to get those uh, foundational hitters um, and at least one ace. Um, I didn't, I didn't, wouldn't say I did that on the pitching. Um, I, it was just too late. I mean, with the 12 and then the, and then the turn, I had to get the foundational hitters. Um, you know, outfielders, I would say outfielders and pitchers, I think you can find value later. Um, but I think those, you know, the shortstop third base, um, you can't you can't find that value and and I think I filled that quick um, but I, I tend to get one ace and then I fill in with a lot of quality starters after that later on that um, so were you surprised at how fast pitching went in this draft uh yeah I mean it I, I guess it makes sense given the, the fact it's gonna be a shortened season um, you know uh, so um, but I've never seen them go so fast off the board in a draft. Yeah, it it I think uh it just went crazy fast. I I did obviously I went two pitchers in my first two picks cuz I wanted to make sure I got them, but uh you know, I wasn't the only one who went who went crazy. The first two rounds we probably had 10 pitchers go. Um if I'm not mistaken, I'll, I'll count that, but it, it was a, it was a deep quick pitching draft and uh and uh, yeah, I right now you're looking at the top pitcher on the board, top starters probably in ranked 219. We're at you know 230 almost. We're at pick like 200 maybe. Yeah. Well, Cole Cole's gonna get injured, so you know. <laughs> PJ, don't PJ listening probably doesn't like hearing that. Every big Yankee signee gets injured, so you know. That, enjoy that. And always remember, Garrett Cole is a Yankee. Thick and thin. <laughs> I remember. I remember a lot of big pitching signings sign, signings by the Yankees that were pretty brutal. Oh man. Well, hey, Cam, we're gonna uh, go on and move around to uh, next guest on round 19 here. But we really appreciate you coming on and offering your insight and uh, and how you draft uh, with our listeners. So thank you for coming on. And thank happy you. birthday, man. Yeah. Thanks. Happy birthday. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to move on here, round 19. So we've got just a few more rounds left here. We're going to finish this mock draft up. We're at pick 218. Um, so now, again, if people are kind of just filling up where they need to fill up at this point, seeing if they can get some late-round value here. And, of course, uh, John Kennedy snipes Mitch Keller. So all's right with the world in that end. Um, I need a second base slash shortstop, and then I also need just pitching from here on out. So... Um, I'm going to probably at this point in the draft, I'm going to take a guy that's great for points leagues, Kevin Newman, um, perfectly. Give me me just a lot of positive, nothing flashy, but a solid fill in and I can focus on my pitching from here on out. But being in round 19, we're welcoming our next guest, the guy that can drink beer with the best of them. He is, he is, 
<laughs> he is. There is only one Chad. There is. If, if you hear the word the name Chad, there's only one guy you think of. He has a the mustache that the ladies love. I think he still has the mustache. Uh, oh, he is. Going, he is the man worry. with the plan. Huh? It's going strong. Don't worry. Oh, good, good. He's hey the guys, fun fact: Chad and I met through Tinder on a double date. Ah! <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Yeah, we're that's more actually off air, but it, we technically met on Tinder. <laughs> I, you know what? And I'm actually out of all four people involved with that, I still keep in touch with them like seven years later, you know. <laughs> and now he's so, a staple in our fantasy baseball league. Oh, true. And I'm so happy to be on here, boys. Thanks for having me. No, um, of course, man. I'm actually up right now, so uh, I'm gonna go with my uh, my local guy here. There's been some buzz around town about this boy, and um, I know he's young, needs to take a terrible team and make them better. I'm gonna go with Austin Hayes. Nice. Like it. Homer pick. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, like Baltimore just loves the Orioles. So like when they get hyped on some kid, like, you know, this is revolutionary and then they trade them. But <laughs> so, Chad, my question to you is you every single year I remember drafting with you, you've always taken Eddie Rosario and Jose Barrios, but neither in the mock or in our real one did you take Jose Barrios was was it just you're feeling off about them this year or why no great pick with Dylan Bundy yeah sorry I I just took my second homer pick I I needed to line up my Baltimore boys just in time um but you know Baltimore pitchers do good when they leave the O's no exactly and And he was good in Baltimore and now LA is actually going to be a pretty solid team I think he's gonna have a lot of a lot of hitting um to support him he's gonna get some wins for sure um Oh, but yeah, sorry, going back to sorry, I didn't. I know Eric is so excited to talk to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, David, I did take Eddie Rosario in the big league, didn't I? I don't I, think you did. Maybe no. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think I did draft him, and and okay. I know my my original reason that I got him was because I was sitting uh, in Eric's house actually last year for the draft. And freaking Loftus was talking up this guy, Eddie Rosario. He's like, oh, man, like, I would, you know, someone needs to get him. And he was just sitting there. And I was like, well, I don't really know anybody else. And, and now I got this name stuck in my head. So I got Rosario. <laughs> and he started popping off dingers, man. Like, I feel like every year my saving grace is I have, like, the I just find these these needle in the haystack hitters and they and they pop homers. And, like, you just can't you just can't find hitting like on the free on free agency like if you're trying to make moves at the end of the season and you're and you're competing like trying to find a, a hitter to replace somebody is so tough but kind of like you know going back to what john kenny was saying i mean there's there's going to be a pitcher out there that you've that you just stream that could just throw up 30 points i mean if yeah. they're you know if they're playing a bad team and you know you can only roster so many pitchers like it's so much easier in a points league i think to get a lot of points from a pitcher you know, and the, rather than find somebody to replace, you know, Freddie Freeman or or something. So that's kind of like I'm I'm sticking with the with the hitter heavy strategy for this draft too. I like it. So I, I want to go. Speaking of hitter heavy, I just want to go through your team real quick and just tell me your thoughts on where you took some of these guys. So you you have Gary Sanchez, Freddie Freeman, Starling Castro, uh, Tommy Edmond, Jose Baez or Javi Baez, Alberto Mondesi, Matt Olson, Bryce Harper. Dingers, dingers. Yeah. so many dingers, man. Austin oh my. Hayes, Eraldon Simmons, and then you've got a good pitching staff of Blake Snell, Corey Kluber, Hinjin Ryu, Ken Giles, Heaney, Lopez, uh, Ronaldo Lopez, Sean Doolittle, Dylan Bundy. So when you were for, in the beginning of this draft, 
was there guys that you were specifically targeting or were you going for best player available in your mind? I mean, I would say there's a couple that I was I was targeting for this draft, um, but it's usually best player available and honestly best hitter available at the time, especially when I see everybody in the draft taking pitchers and they're just letting these hitters like slide. I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to get one of these guys like um, so I think Javi Baez was somebody who was sliding in this draft. And mm-hmm. I've, I think I, I've had him the past two years and he is just like, I don't know, in a points league. I mean, he just seems to have a, a, a pretty like long stretches of consistency of like two, three points a game. And then he'll go off for, you know, four RBIs. And, and I love having him on one of my teams. Plus, you know, after, you know, experiencing Wrigley Field, like, you know, that that energy that the Cubs bring, like sometimes that team just lights off and Javi Baez is like the center of it. I mean, that man gets the commercials out in Chicago. Like, he is, like, the face of, like, you know, minorities in MLB. And it's just, like, I love the dude. So seeing him sitting there while you guys were all taking pictures, I was like, this is a steal. I was like, this guy is awesome. I like it. Um, Javi's got that unreal bat speed, just that natural talent. I mean, you know, it's interesting. When they drafted him, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Epstein said – when they drafted him, he knew that the Cubs were serious, and that's one of the reasons why he decided to come to Chicago. So, Javi, you know, we got him to thank for a, a lot of a lot of wins. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, well, he he bats for average, and he's got a little bit of power. I mean, nothing. I don't know what you wouldn't like. Great, and and so we're gonna move and uh, move on here just uh, to get our last guest on here as we finish the draft. But Chad. Your presence is always a present, so thanks for coming on and speaking. Yeah, man, no problem, um, and thank you for having me. Of course, we'll see you in the draft room as we finish this up. All right. Um, uh, so, all right, so we are finishing up round 21, heading into round 22. We're welcoming on our last guest drafter here. Uh, Art, I'm going to let you talk of him on, our friend and fellow draftee, Greg. Greg hey, and what's I up, guys? Greg. Been playing in leagues forever. One of my best friends for for 10, 15 years. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Uh, how, how's the draft going for you, bud? Yeah, I think it's good. I think that uh, there was a lot of talk about pitchers, and there's different ways to look at it. And I think that my strategy was based on the settings of this league. I, I think that um, having 12 starts a week puts a premium on who you start. And so if you have a high uh, – limit then you can stream and cole becomes less valuable cola two did hurt uh it took a lot of thought but because i wasn't going to pick again forever uh, in the context of one verse two um i felt like it was a way to go and it might have started something that was unexpected um but along the same lines Strasburg, I had to get otani at least in in the settings of this draft looks like he can hit two so at least i can get versatility the short bench of three people puts a premium on premium on versatility for me um i wanted to have a good second catcher in sal perez not a great second catcher but i thought that it was important for me to get because you don't want to get stuck um during the league what do you guys think of my team i'm going through it now well first of all the team name is that a shout out to having oral on the pod yeah, yeah. I think he, his parents probably spelled his name wrong or did something wrong and did an homage to Oral. I just can't figure it out. Well, you win best team name and team picture. 
uh, right off the get-go. <laughs> um, one of the things that you met, brought up, and ESPN does give you, when you draft Otani, you get him as a pitcher and as a hitter. I know Yahoo does it. There's two different players. Um, I'm not sure how other uh, formats treat Otani. So when he's in both, when you get both of them, he becomes a really valuable player. Uh, getting him in the third round, uh, you know, now that you're not going to have to wait for him to become a pitcher, the season's delayed, you get him right off the jump. I think that's a, that's a really interesting pick, one that I had one that I had overlooked. Yeah, you took him way earlier than I had seen, so you, you're a, an all-in on Otani this year. It was really fealty to not just the predictions for 2020, but how uh, players performed in 2019 based on the settings that we had. Uh, numbers wins. It, it doesn't matter if I like um, a guy's number or anything like that. It, you, you really have to pay attention to the settings that you have and develop a strategy on that. And I wasn't thinking Otani going into tonight, but when I saw it, I was like, well, he's going to hit and pitch. Um, Cole last year was based on the settings that we have was 40% better than Mike Trout in terms of points allocated to him. So I, I expect him to regress a little bit, but I, I mean, I, that's what did it for me was looking back at last year. Yeah. And, and Greg, one of the things I like about your team, you have six different players that play multiple positions. You have a couple that you have David Fletcher that plays four. LeMayu that plays three. Uh, Eduardo Escobar is both middle and corner infield. You have so much flexibility to move your players around. If you see a free agent, that's any type of batter rather than saying, oh, well, you know, I, I like my third baseman. So I really like what you did there. Yeah, I don't like getting stuck with a short bench. And that's the thing. Um, I know that there's a injured reserve that doesn't really come into play on draft day. That's fine. Three's okay and it's flexible but um if you're in a league with 75 players it's different when you're tied to 25 and that's who you have to roll with you have to you have to have troy brown be a defensive back sometimes (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's content on this (laughs) i had to get it in there i mean i i think that uh this stage in the game it's it's feasible Thank you. <laughs> uh, the the infield and outfield was just kind of perfunctory after targeting pitchers. I think I probably made the mistake of getting pitchers in the mid rounds instead of getting value for like guys that I like, guys that might be call ups. And you can kind of outsmart the projections on ESPN when when you have good players that you think are going to come up and make a difference. I was looking a lot at fringe guys like Brett Honeywell, Mackenzie Gore, who's going to really make a difference in 2020 is what it ultimately comes down to. But I like to get those value um, sleepers at the end of the draft where I can. So I, I just wanted for the listeners so they can just hear your team really quick. You have Yosemite Grandal, <laughs> Carlos Santana, DJ LeMayhew, Eduardo Escobar, Marcus Simeon, Whit Merrifield, Yuli Gurriel, Michael Brantley, David Fletcher, uh, uh, Brett Gardner, still missing a couple outfielders you need to plug in, uh, Paul DeJong, Garrett Cole, Strasburg, Otani, Woodruff, Minor, Robles, Vasque- uh, Felipe Vasquez, uh, Josh James, Kevin Gosman, Salvador Perez, Joey Votto, Brennan Rogers. A very nice mix of players here. Um, so was there someone going into this draft outside of uh, Shohei Otani that you felt you were going to make sure you went to go get? 
No, you guys did a good job of getting the guys that usually will fall to me. Um, I do a lot of good research, and I can tell that you guys do too. Um, um, I'm never surprised to get sniped. It never feels good. Uh, <laughs> but this is a pretty good class of, of people that I'm drafting with. So, yeah, there was nobody specifically who uh, stuck out to me as a, a potential target. But Otani is a good example. Um, so – Finishing up here, getting ready to make your last pick uh, of the 24th of 25 rounds. Who is, at this point in the draft, is there someone that you're like, I've been saving them, you know, because I know. Well, you have to get an outfielder. Well, I guess, yeah, you have to fill in two. So who would be the two outfielders in this situation? Who are guys that you are targeting um, at this point uh, as the last two picks here? Because of the versatility, if you switch it around, my outfield's full um, because of the multiple position players right. okay, that I have. Point. Good point. Right? So just the way ESPN has done it is not the way I have it. And maybe I'm wrong, but um, I'm going to go value pick. I think you still one more. Yeah. And so I have um, Brian Braun ready to go. You forgive him for cheating? Well, you know what? I'm a Patriots fan, and you baited me, and I took the bait. <laughs> Right. Um, But yeah, um, you know, just like Cam said about the Astros, um, you know, maybe they're going to come back hungry, but maybe they just know all the signs and that's why they'll be nasty. And that's kind of why the Patriots have always been nasty, because they got the tape. They just do what they do. (laughs) So I think it's fair. But yeah, um, so I got him and I like Brandon Nimmo. Um, I've always just liked to have a Met on my team. I couldn't get Alonzo. Nimmo's just kind of a guy who's out there as just like a, a plug and play, probably a bench bat. Looks like my last pick, I think, and fills in uh, an outfield need that I, I do need more outfielder. So Cam, uh, or uh, Greg, sorry. So when you make your uh, your last pick here, um, do you feel are you satisfied with how your draft is? Like, what would you give your overall draft rate if? Uh, or draft grade if you could grade yourself. Um, from so, the yeah. So I, I think I took advantage of where there's vulnerabilities in the settings. And uh, that's always my draft strategy. And I always try to change it based on what the settings are. And I think I took advantage of pitching advantages that were out there. I probably stretched more than I felt was necessary in real time. Um, I feel comfortable with having... Um, some studs being able to go twice. Other teams have that too. They might have a hitting advantage over me by having some studs that can really get at it for weeks at a time where I don't have a lot of uh, high floor guys. I don't have a lot of high ceiling guys um, in my offense, but I balanced it out. I, I think for my needs with some relief pitchers so that I can be consistent. And what's, what it's going to look like for me if I was managing this team is, I would just be looking for two starters um, in the week, going from there, have a little bit of room for streaming, use my flexibility to kind of um, not let the short bench hurt me where it might hurt somebody else. Um, I think overall I'd probably be middle of the pack, not the front runner, but I like it. Awesome. Well, Greg, we really appreciate you coming on and giving your insight and advice to our listeners. You're obviously very knowledgeable. Um, with this and and again we can't thank you enough for giving us your time and and doing this mock with us 
I appreciate being here. I, I, I didn't know it was going to be a rap battle, but next time I'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> but see, if I get you guys ready, then I'm going to lose. So I have to have that, that leg up, you know. It's good edge. Uh, but uh, Thanks, awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks, Greg. Uh, all right. So we finished our mock. Uh, I'm, we're going to let the rest of the mock D's go as we wrap up the potty. We, we, I know I speak for all three of us when I say we appreciate you guys mocking with us. Um, you guys are feel free to hang on at the end of the show, or if you guys got to do what you got to do. Um, but I do want to say before, uh, if anybody leaves Loftus always has the worst team and he has the worst team. So <laughs> I wanted to make that clear. Michael Loftus his team is the worst team? team. No, I didn't have to look. He had the worst team. <laughs> so, uh, um, so, so David, why don't we start with you? Why don't you run down? Go around the, the diamond and give us who you your team. Catcher, first base, second base, and so on. So my team, if I were to give myself a grade for this draft, uh, I would give myself a B. I think I've had better drafts. I've definitely had worse. Um, I have Wilson Contreras, CJ Crone, shout out to Van, uh, Jeff McNeil, shout out to us, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Elvis Andrews, Kevin Newman, Yandy Diaz, Ronald Acuna, Marcelo Zuna, Nicholas Castellanos, Jorge Soler, Justin Upton, Chris Davis, Justin Verlander as the ace of my staff, Mike Clevenger, Zach Granke, Nick Anderson, Herman Marquez, Joe Musgrove, Seth Lugo, Dustin May, Aaron Savale, and then three bench players of Matt Carpenter, Scott Oberg, and Nick Madrigal. Yeah, I was I, I was looking at your team, and this is a this is a very David team. You went really strong pitching, and you uh, like you don't you didn't go high end. You got Acuna, which is always strong, and Castellanos, but it looks like you didn't go that high end on your hitting, which is why I liked the Contreras pick because if people are going to be struggling to catch you, you might get a little bit of an advantage at that position. And uh, if you're going to go heavy pitching, you want to get be good where you got McNeil and Contreras at the weak positions. I think that's a really good strategy. If you got good second baseman and good catcher, you can really go after pitching, and hopefully you can pick up some other positions when they become available. Awesome. Eric, do you want to pat my back? I would love to have yeah. a no, I think I think you're stacked on positions. You kind of did similar to what I did in our actual draft, stocking up on pitchers where you need at least five, outfielders where you need at least five, um, and, you know, that way if somebody gets hurt or if somebody else on another team gets hurt, you're deeper at uh, deeper positions. And like Art said, with Jeff McNeil and Contreras, the typical weaker positions you have an advantage of. So um, I like your team. I think you, you had a good draft. Thanks. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll move quickly here because we don't want to go too much over an hour with the pod. Um, we're going to look at Art's team really quick. Uh, he has J, uh, JT Real Muto, Reese Hoskins. That's, Eric. Uh, that's my team. Ashley Alves, uh, Nolan Arenado, D.D. Gregorius, Dansby Swatson, uh, Jose Ramirez, Charlie Blackman, John Carlos Stanton. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is your team, Eric. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say. I saw Muncie High School and I thought of Art. I'm, I'm, I'm more obsessed with the high school that Art went to than yeah. he is. Uh, <laughs> God, I, that's funny. Mark, uh, Mark Canna, Garrett Hampson, Kyle Seeger, Aaron Nola, Jose Barrios, Kyle Hendricks. Brad Hand, Max Freed, Robbie Ray, Will Smith, John Gray, Joey Lucchese, and then you have Bassett, David Peralta, and 
uh, Delvin Patances on your bench. Uh, my thoughts on your team, just 30-second thoughts. Obviously, you're the number one catcher. I have Reese Hoskins in our real draft. I think he's uh, good for a bounce back. Um, and then I like uh, Jose Ramirez, I think, is actually going to outperform where he's drafted this year. Um, I think you have a lot of guys that can – you have, you know, the boomer bust guys of Stanton. You know, Hunter Dozier tailed off last year. Kyle Sear was hot and cold. But overall, I think you have the potential for your team to really just shine. And I, I could see it, your team being the best in the league, but I could also – see a lot of guys busting through and then kind of just hurting you at the end. So I think very wide range of outcomes with your team. Yeah. I, I think you're going to be, I think you're going to be looking at streamers a lot this year. I think your, your hitting is really strong and you're pitching. You're going to hit on some of these, but you're also going to miss on some of them. You did snipe me on Robbie Ray and I'm still ticked about that. Yeah. Well, so that that's my thing is I tried going hitter early. Um, I just felt like that's where the best players slid to me. I think in a shortened season, people like Nola and Barrios. I think Kyle Hendricks is a low-key sleeper. I just wanted a solid three or four starters um, with consistent hitting. And then hopefully those pitchers pitch early in the week. And if I need to stream, if, if I'm at a deficit, I do it Saturday or Sunday. But if I if I have a lead or if it's around you know close, I don't necessarily need that um, for the chance of getting negative. You see, that's, right, that's a good strategy point. Is uh, is is you know not streaming too early in the week in case they they kill you uh, you know only streaming out of necessity and you know bringing some strategy into your draft is a good thing always right and let's let's touch on Art's team next so Art had Buster Posey Anthony Rizzo Jose Altuve Eduardo Suarez Jorge Polanco Cesar Hernandez Josh Donaldson uh, Aloy Jimenez, Mike Conforto, Shinsu Chu, Alex Verdugo, Vicio Garcia, Edwin Encarnacion. And then I love his pitching of Jacob DeGrom and Walker Buehler at the head of the, the two heads of that staff. That's actually the direction I was looking at in our real league um, of that. And, and he's got the top reliever in Josh Hader, some high upside guys with Frankie Montas, Lance McCullers, and Mike Fultonavich. Um, Kendall Maeda is going to be an innings eater. Uh, he's got a Glacius, who's a good, consistent back-end guy. And then, again, Adrian Hauser, I know, was one of Art's big guys for this year. And then he's got a couple nice guys on his bench with Ryan Presley, Rich Hill, and Cole Calhoun. Art, I, I, I think one of, your team is one of my favorite ones. Uh, you know, your weak Buster Posey, I think, is a shell of himself. Um, and I think that your outfield has the potential to be very good, but also Conforto and Eloy are very streaky and are kind of, you don't know what you're going to get from them necessarily. Um, and Alex Verdugo, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of hope for him, but I, I love your pitching. And then you have a lot of good guys with Jorge Polanco and Suarez and Altuve. Uh, I think out of the three of our teams, I think I like your team the best. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think you did a really good job with your corner infield. You have Rizzo, Suarez, Donaldson and then Carnacion at DH. You're going to get a lot of power from those guys. Um, I, probably your weakest point to me is outfield. I, I don't see a lot of your guys getting double digits ever um, or, or very rarely, maybe Eloy and, and maybe Conforto. But um, I love the one, two of DeGrom Bueller. If they each go two times, you're going to win that week. Most likely um, Frankie Montes, I think is a good, good option. Same with Mike Fulte. Adrian Hauser has some flexibility, um, I, and I've touched on Ryan Presley in other episodes. So 
I, I definitely think you drafted a good team as well. Yeah, I was definitely looking at my team as we're getting around pick 180 going, I have two outfielders. What am I going to do right now? <laughs> so uh, so I was I was scrambling at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I, you got you got in a draft, you have to make choices, obviously. And uh, I decided I not really decided this draft moved so fast. It was a kind of a blur. It turned out I was I was weak on outfield until around pick 180 and uh, had to fill in. But, you know, everyone has to make these choices, obviously. Yeah. And no, again, I, we don't want to get this too long. But I, before we do leave, I do want to thank PJ Silva, Terry Dobbins, uh, Joseph Tornabeni, Chad Frischman, John Kennedy, Greg Sheehan, Michael Loftus, Tyler Talkman, Cam Wilson. Uh, again, everybody that joined us for this mock draft that gave us the, an hour of their time and, and the ones that talked, the ones that didn't, we really appreciate you guys uh, doing this with us. We had a blast um, just drafting with you guys, talking with you guys, hearing what you have to say on how you attack drafts. And um, uh, we'll definitely have to do this again sometime really soon because uh, I, I, I like drafting with you guys. And it definitely uh, it's good drafting with people that know their stuff. Yeah, it was a blast. Let's just make a fantasy league where we draft each week. <laughs> I, can, I can guarantee the listeners this will not be the last mock draft we do. And we'll probably do a roto draft. Um, we'll do yeah. different formats um, and give different takes on how we attack different types of formats and, and number of players in a league. So um, this is just one of, of many that will be coming in the future. Um, probably have a lot of these guys come on again because they know what they're doing. Um, but until next week, is there anything you guys want to add before, uh, we close out the pod for this week? Uh, nope. Uh, I already said something about Jeff McNeil. I'm not complimenting more than him more than I have to now. Strictly, yeah, don't get thirsty. Uh, strictly one time per episode. That's all he's getting for now. <laughs> Art, anything you want to say before we, uh, we head out? Um, I'm going to I'm going to give a little bit more love to my man Ben Rector and his quarantine song. All you people get out there check it in. Uh find yourself a robe, do the uh do the coffee dad shuffle as a dad. I got much love for that song. Check it out, guys. I'm having it ready for YouTube as soon as we finish the pod. It's what's the song name? <laughs> uh um uh, it would be you, I think. I think it's called it would be you not i like you oh no I, okay i got it ready i got it ready as soon as we finish um well again we appreciate everybody listening hopefully this is something new something different that all you guys will like to hear and make sure if you guys are enjoying the content you guys make sure to subscribe to the podcast leave a five-star review and, and leave a comment um all that stuff's gonna help us grow so we really appreciate it um until next week uh we will <laughs> I'm all drained. Until next week, we will talk to you then. Stay safe. Peace out.